Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Culture Club. Money of M 89.3. Good afternoon. It is drive time with Elliot Danker, Timothy Goen, Twenty and Tien. It's time now for Culture Club. And you know, the world we live in is constantly changing and with it, how we live. Yep, aesthetics aside, design has always been a platform to address problems. And today's most pressing includes sustainability, costs, space scarcity, just to name a few. So as modern design and architecture becomes increasingly complex, the world becomes more interconnected. So have the expectations of well-heeled clients. What's clear is that architects will need to react to the huge societal shifts witnessed over the last few years. You know, from experimentation in the virtual realm to the changing nature of work, all this brought about by the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, we're going to discuss uh, the industry moving forward, the design and architecture industry moving forward, bearing in mind all these challenges. In fact, uh, we're speaking to a Singapore architecture and design firm, Lionel Liao, co-founder and principal architect for TAIL is on the line. Lionel, good afternoon. How are you? Good afternoon. I'm good. Let's talk design, my friend. So you, we know you're one of the masterminds behind the local architecture and design firm. Let's get the ball rolling. Tell us a little bit more about Tail. Why'd you start the firm? Why is it called Tail? Tail is an architectural design firm founded by me and my partner, Tay and Ling. It's actually named after the first two letters of our name. So after spending nearly a decade at Global Architectural Office in Singapore and in the Netherlands, we thought it was time to take a step and spread our wings. So in year 2014, with the goal of creating memorable spaces for our clients that are both inspiring as well as functional, we brought the firm by taking on a human-centric approach and to uncover unique and unexpected solutions in all our projects. Wow, okay, first two letters of the name, convenient, <laughs> spelling out the tale. I'm curious about some of the award-winning projects in your portfolio. Could you expand a little bit on that for us? Okay, yes, in 10 years since we started Tale, and we have a diverse range of projects in our portfolio, from private residences to commercial projects such as shopping malls, office buildings, and business parks. Some of the award-winning projects include uh, the Nordic European Centre, which is at the International Business Park, a seven-storey business park building, and also a semi-detached residence where we call the Love House, and retail boutique at Alexander Mason, Singapore, that focuses on local designers, accessories, as well as international brands. We are also currently completed some recent projects, Palais Renaissance, a shopping mall long ah. Yes, yeah. yes. That's gone through quite a bit of a, a, a revamp as well. And, and your firm was the one yeah. behind it? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Oh, we, very nice. Okay, okay. Now, we want to touch on this aspect of the human touch, right? And I know you mentioned it very briefly, but how, this, how, do, you, how do you employ this human touch ethos into your projects? How, how does that result in a, a unique award-winning design? The human touch is actually a very important driver of all design. Because architecture and design affects the life of people. On a macro scale, it is part of a collective memory of the public. And on a more intimate scale, it affects the everyday life of the end user. So the human touch is important in the entire design process. We start by understanding our clients' needs. And then we put ourselves in their shoes and experience the space so that they, we can create meaningful story behind that resonate with our clients. 
Yeah, that's also quite tough, right? Because you're, there's always this expectation, especially when you travel and you see some of the some of the older architects. There's that story element. How much care is taken? What is that process in curating that story at the very, very early stage? What are some things that, or some of the questions that you guys ask? So we will ask them what do they like and how mm. they, do they want to use the space and eventually what is their dream space and we will try to make that into something physical. But today you've got consumer needs changing. What are you personally observing there? I think they are, the demand for architecture is becoming more and more connected and more, uh, I would say, the demand is getting higher and higher because mm. we travel a lot yeah. and for us we have to be very open-minded and to approach each project with, with, with a refreshing take so that the project is tailor-made to each client. Mm-hmm. And that can be quite challenging as well. And, and now you've got a generation that is very focused on sustainability and that's got to factor into the entire architecture design. What are your thoughts on this and, and how challenging is it? Sustainability has always been part of our design ethos. We encompass them and consider them in all aspects of our design uh, and from environmental impact during the construction to the operation of the space. We really work with a lot of uh, innovative suppliers and contractors to source out for innovative solutions, like, for example, recycled material research by sustainable-driven companies. And with one of the examples uh, I'll use is uh, recycled plastic bottles mm. that can be made into textile, which can then be used as wall cladding. So we basically use the waste product and turn it into something that is meaningful. Right, right. And of course, with that is an extra story to tell as well in the design. There's also this need for functional spaces, you know, that sort of multifunction space. Is, is this something that your firm, you know, goes through as well? Yes, I think this is a very relevant question mm. that is always constantly on our mind. I think um, because demands become more complex in the modern yeah. era, it is very essential for us to to make it that, uh, all, the, all, all the spaces to be multifunctional. And mm. we do it through a very intense discussion with the client. And also we work with other parties like the other, other consultants or contractors to, to achieve what we want. Mm. So Lionel, I've got a bit of a, a personal question. Uh, maybe perhaps this could be in line with a personal observation as well. So in the world that we live in now, right, people are so-called a lot more well-informed. They perhaps see a documentaries or they read online or YouTube or whatever, right? So you're going to get people who would come across as they know a little bit about architecture. Of course, how could you? You're talking about eight years of study. Your whole life is, you know, (laughs) I know the feeling because my wife did that. How is it like dealing with such customers, dealing with a society that's so much more informed than it used to be? I would say it is good and bad. It's good because they may already know what they are looking for, but there's also a chance where people tend to be stuck up into a very overwhelming type of uh, solution that right. offered to them, but they do not really know what they want. Okay. So I, I, I guess I will always advise some my clients or some somebody who's looking at new projects to really focus on what you think you would like the space to be like mm. and some things that identify with you. And with that very clear intention, we can then zoom down into relevant design solutions that meet the needs. Actually, talking about design solutions, right? Do you have any personal thoughts on this? Is design in a workspace or or design solutions in a workspace 
a way to i mean is there a is there a case to say that it can play a part in retaining talent in a workspace you know making the work culture a bit more healthy in that sense so i guess it's more of making the workspace more uh, um, warm Okay. So okay. When, when people work, they they feel happier. They want to go home. Nah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's that's one of the thing. I mean, for us, we in our office, we also try to do that yeah, so that okay. we feel very comfortable in working there. Mm. And of course, we can. We we definitely will still want to. Uh, strike a work-life balance now in now environment. Mm. Lionel, personal question. I'm just trying to get into an architect's mind, right? How do you approach different type of design projects? For example, house versus commercial versus let's put in conservation projects as well. For house, the the, the three project type that you are talking about are mm. very different. Mm. For house, is very bespoke. Depends on the individual client's preference. So we have very very in-depth discussion with the clients right at the start to know their personality, to understand how they want to use the space. Do they socialize? Do they, or are they very private people? So the end product is really like the character of the users. As for commercial spaces, which is more public, uh, we will have to cater to a wide range of uh, people. So we have to be um, more on a broader base, think from various points of views. So they are, they are a little bit less bespoke, I would say. Mm-hmm. And from conservation, we also do a lot of conservation. We will only realize the problems or the challenges, I would say, when we go on site and when we discover things and we will start to understand the history of the building. Okay, this might be a challenging one. So, you know, when you, you travel in good places like Italy, for example, that's got so much architecture, or even Spain, it's very easy to identify your, say, Renaissance-era type of architecture or Gothic uh, architecture. What trends are we in now, actually? I mean, is it a sustainable architecture or, or, or is, there a, is there a particular trend that stands out for you right now? <laughs> I wouldn't say there's a trend. Okay. We are definitely going modern. Everybody is going modern. Even when we talk about style, it's, mm. it's really style comes and goes. Okay. But, uh, we are in the modern world, so we are definitely designing something that is more modern and current. I would say it's current. Mm. So that's how we should approach design. Okay. What about right now, your customers? What is the what is the one trend that they are they are constantly asking for? Like the go to right now. I would say some, everybody wants to be in an immersive environment. Oh. So even yeah, even for commercial or even for re, uh, residential. So they, they, they tend to want to be immersed in a type of space. Say, for instance, one of our clients went to uh, Mediterranean for a holiday mm. and they really like the, the type of style of architecture and they want us to bring it back to their private house. <laughs> <laughs> I, I bet you get quite a lot of those, um, how do I say, requests or even uh, they would show you, um, you know, an image via Instagram. <laughs> Can you do this for me? <laughs> yes, yes. We do, we do get a lot of that but I, that, I would take it as a very positive thing yeah, because okay. once they know something, we will try to recreate it in, in our own manner. Mm, that's, mm, mm. That's, that's no way to copy. Yeah. Mm. It seems also like, I mean, I'm going through this myself and it's one of the reasons uh, why my wife and myself have gone through a, a whole phase of trying to redesign things at home. This thirst for space, especially in a country like Singapore now, is this something that y- your firm has, has had to grapple with? Okay, in Singapore, the houses are really not that big. Yeah. So we have to be creative in the use of space. So mm. we make it, we usually make them multifunctional. Okay. So that they can, they can, they, there's a passage of time. 
time to the space. So it's, it's no longer just three-dimensional. It has an element of time. So during the day, it, it, can, be a, it can be a workplace mm-hmm. and it can transform easily into a space for social gathering at right. night. Right. Yeah. So you so dis- associate the use of the space with the time of the day. That's quite interesting. I've been speaking with Lionel Liao, who is the co-founder and principal architect for TAIL. Lionel, appreciate your time today. You take care and have a great Wednesday evening. Thank you for having me. Yeah. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.